RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season 4, Episode 18, Gene Roddenberry, Letters to the Editor, 1964 and 1987. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, Star Trek fans, Star Trek historians, of course, our uh, canonistas, I mean that in a loving sense, and of course, our Trekophiles, spelled with an F. Hey, uh, we have a thoughtful couple of documents for you this week. Uh, we're gonna getting back to the man Gene Roddenberry himself because, of course, we talk about TV show production here across the spectrum of decades and celebrities and all of that. But the Trek Files is from Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry's uh, files. He had a long life in and out of Star Trek, but of course, what he was and did infused the DNA of the series and everything that's come down the pike since in under the Trek banner. And we've got a couple this week. Uh, that are a little more thoughtful. So please, right now, take a look, as always, on the Facebook page, The Trek Files. Take a look, listen to this sample, and come right back. I'll be here with this week's guest. If a badge does not excuse intolerance, neither does a good cause. If it is wrong for one group to use hate and smear tactics, it is equally wrong for the other. Yes, Trekophiles. Uh, here's a little more of the thoughtful side of Gene Roddenberry. 20 years apart, what we're looking at here. Uh, a 1964 letter to the editor and a 1987 letter to the editor. Different times in Gene's life, different aspects uh, in the timeline of Star Trek, but both of them revealing a part of... Um, a part of the man whose creation we're all here talking about today. And you know what? What I'm I'm thinking here of messages and morals and meanings. And who better to have me join in on the discussion than, uh, than our good friend of the show? And, of course, you know him from Mission Log, John Champion. John. Hey, I, I usually get the fun stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, I came across these and I thought, you know what? We have we do have a lot of lighthearted topics at yeah, times. Yeah. But I thought these would be a good, uh, you know, I don't know. It's such a lighthearted time we live in. I thought I would have a change <laughs> yeah, of pace. Yeah, right. Here. No, I mean, this is kind of perfect. Uh, like you mentioned, two letters that are a little over 20 years apart, uh, very uh, short and to the point and very thoughtful and absolutely shows the kind of thoughtfulness that uh, Gene was interested in infusing into his entertainment products as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all over Star Trek, themes of equality and respect and truth. Um, you, you know, that that's sort of preaching to the choir here to say that those are a part of Star Trek. But it's great to see Gene addressing something uh, succinctly and forcefully to the letters of the editor. Now, we don't know if these got published. I, I would like to think that they did, or at least one of them got published. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe somebody can do a little research and find out for us. Um, but uh, both topics uh, ripped from the headlines of the day. I, I think there's there's a lot to say about both of them, but uh, we should probably start with the first one here from July 27, 1964, mere weeks after the uh, signing of the Civil Rights Act. 
that was July 3rd right. uh, that that happened. And, of course, preceded by and followed by a great deal of uh, chaos and, and fighting and Unrest. anger on both sides. Yes. Um, so much that was happening in the headlines in those days. And, and here's a guy who only a couple of years later is putting a show on the air that you know, very famously is showing some slice of racial harmony and later on trying to point out the insanity of racial division. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and both of these letters uh, struck me, um, you know, uh, as a sidebar. It's one of the reasons why I'm a great fan of Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Not just so much because a lot of the things that are addressed and talked about in some tone are, are they oh, it's so timeless. He could have said that yesterday. Gene could have written these letters yesterday. Well, that's mm-hmm. tragic because these are 50 years ago, 30 years ago. But the bottom line is the topics, the subjects, the controversies are still with us. They're not solved. Yeah. They don't seem to be going away either anytime soon, both of them. Um, and, of course, the second letter here we'll get to in a minute is even more general than the first right. as far as an issue goes. But it goes to show to people who, to me, they speak the point that if we are wrapped up in today and trying to find issues and trying to find solutions and the ways out of the fog, if nothing else, we can take, I hate to say this, some comfort in the fact that even though we have not found complete answers and solutions, it's not new. Mm-hmm. We're not living when, – when something comes up, it's typically not something crazy and mysterious. Right. As sad as that is to say, it's right. been with us. And these kind of moments in time, snapshots in time, to me, think that, oh, yes, on, on one hand, it's a downer that we have not felt like we've made more progress. Yeah. But at least, look, people, we have been dealing with this. We, we, we maybe get two steps forward and one step back. But it's But it's been there. And it also eliminates the arc of Gene's life. Coming from his LAPD years, a speechwriter for, for Chief Parker. Yeah, I, then, I think that's you know. very important to point out here right. because he, here he is talking about how the the divide is about the anger that's separating these two groups and the inability to see each other for the the important and positive and heartfelt desire to live in peace and harmony, but instead acting out with violence against each other. And he, he's saying we have to show respect to the, the advocates and activists who are fed up and who are angry and are searching for this quality. We also have to show respect to the people who are putting their lives on the line to maintain law. <laughs> and he's, right. he's being very even-handed here, but he's really begging both sides to say, please, please learn to see eye to eye. Now, the weird or else I'll lock you in the cave and get away from the Zenite gas. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Now, the, the maybe kind of naive part here about both of these, and, and maybe naive is not the right word, because uh, clearly he feels deeply and passionately about both of these topics, is he's just saying, hey, have you thought about just trying to see each other as human beings? Hey, have you thought about mm-hmm. putting your preconceptions aside? Hey, have you thought about just deciding that you're going to get along? We see that every now and then in Star Trek, where the decision has to be just, hey, guess what? Today, I'm not going to go to war. Today, I'm, I'm not going to fight today. I'm not going to be a barbarian. Today I will not kill. Yeah. Whether it's a, yeah. a Gorn fight on some weird planet or sure. a Mother Horda yeah. or what along the way. Well, you know, just as a spark, uh, you mentioned the Civil Rights Act had just been passed. Mm-hmm. 
I think the actual spark, and it, when I first read this letter, I thought, oh, the Watts riots uh, in, in, in L.A., but actually they were a year away. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's writing here, um, there, were, there was a, a Harlem uh, race riot upset, which stemmed from a police, off-duty police officer shooting a, a ninth grader. Uh-huh. And there's a whole, you know, again, reinforcing that idea of, you know, this could have been yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what sparked several days of rioting, uh, you know, some deaths, a lot of injuries, uh, nationwide focus. Um, and he's writing in the midst of that. Um, right. Can't we all just get along, basically, yeah. is my, you know, what he could be saying here. Uh, the other letter, if you want to pivot to that one. Yeah, so 1987, uh, August 5th, and he's addressing Iran-Contra. Although, I, I think what's interesting here, he's not really making a political statement mm-hmm. about the the very complicated morass of, <laughs> of what was Iran, you know, funding money from arms sales to, to fund... To Iran. Re- yeah, mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, to, fight, to fund uh, uh, right-wing fighting socialists in Central America. Yes. Just, also against the direct will of Congress, who had said, don't do that. Yes, yes. So, uh, big scandal there. and In the Reagan uh, administration. During the Reagan administration, yeah. And um, what you have here, though, is he's not pointing fingers at somebody in the administration. He doesn't mention uh, Ronald Reagan. He doesn't mention Oliver North. I remember those uh, those hearings uh, like they were yesterday. Dexter and Fawn Hall and all that. Yeah, he doesn't mention any of that. Uh, But what he tries to boil this down to Mm -hmm. is the idea that uh, thinking that you are right about something does not necessarily mean that you have found truth. You know, he puts truth in quotation marks here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I, it's very hard to disagree with that. I, I hope that that's something that I, I live my life by, and it's something that we mention in Mishalog very often, is the idea that um, you can be so convinced of a belief, uh, you can have, oh, to use a maybe a dangerous word here. You can have a lot of faith and a belief, but that does not necessarily get you to truth. And the hardest thing in the world is for somebody who holds a belief that is deeply tied to their identity mm-hmm. um, to be able to realize, oh, wait, I was mistaken in that because the, the facts, the truth, don't actually line up with this very deeply held, sincere belief that I have. And the great thing is, you can't actually change your mind. You can't actually change your beliefs, but it's really hard to get there. Well, and talking about the image that comes to mind is, are you going to shut the door completely about taking in new information, new ideas, opinions, maybe ways of looking at something? Mm -hmm. Are you at least, you know, don't give up what you are, but at least keep the door open a crack so that new information, new ways of looking yeah, can come in, um, and he, this is about Iran Contra, which is you know political and all that. But we, it seems like that speaks today too. We have when we talk 100%. about our polarized society. Well, what is that? That's meaning you're all in one. There is no the door is not cracked open at all to take in any new light, any yeah. new information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he draws a line here to um, well, he religious. makes it a religious thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Protestant, Catholic, yeah. Christian, Muslim. Yeah, um, and, and, and it's saying exactly the same thing. He even says the evil that Hitler achieved out of his hatred of communism. Right. You know, he, he's pointing to these incidents where people can be so convinced of their beliefs, so convinced that they are right, but it's the, the kind of... Uh, 
the kind of belief that is completely divorced from truth, that is completely divorced from fact. Uh, and unfortunately, as we see throughout history, and as Gina's pointing out here, it can and does drive people to do awful things and take awful positions. Um, you know, we kind of go back to this first letter, and if you were to draw a parallel mm-hmm. between it and the second letter, I, you know, what he's trying to say here is, look, we're, we're all people, we're all the same race on this planet, um, regardless how you label yourself, Protestant, Catholic, Christian, Muslim, uh, uh, communist, socialist, uh, or Democrat, Republican, or whatever, uh, you still have to live with the idea that you are bound by your humanity. Um, There could or should be a starting point of mutual empathy and respect, but somehow these deeply held convictions separate us, drive us away from that. Right. Whether whether there is a and you know any conflict of ideas or positions, uh, you know when there's a collision of cultures or mm-hmm. ways of thinking or or you know mantras of thinking, uh, the, the way to madness is to is, is to slam that door yeah. because then you've got two people behind two closed doors not communicating, and uh, and and that's the way to that, therein lies the path to madness. Yeah. There's there there be dragons there. So he signs off with. Uh, a very important and heartfelt line here. The important question before us is not missiles. It is animal hatred. Our future is that simple. We either solve this problem or we die. Which is Mm -hmm. (laughs) the positive side, the shiny side of that two-sided coin is what Star Trek is about. If we get to the future where we've got the technology and the longevity to be exploring in stars, I guess we found a way not to blow ourselves up. Right. Or blow up the planet or poison the planet or whatever. And, you know, just as a a meta level to this, too, we're talking about, you know, letters to the editor here. This is 20 years apart. This is before Mm -hmm. the success of Star Trek, right? He's he's in the middle of planning for the cage here in '64. Yeah, '87 is he's um, uh, TNG has TNG. not quite gone in there. It's a month away. Right, from right, right. But it's obviously yeah. in the mix. Yeah. So this yeah. is like from mountain peak to mountain peak, or, or yeah. whatever. Different aspects of his life. Yeah. And we talk about in the '70s when Gene was kind of in a nadir here, at least financially, and mm-hmm. he's he's out on the college tour, and we talk about well, there was a certain you know the guruification of Gene there at some point. Yeah. And and sometimes we get a little cynical about that. You know, he's trying to get his mortgage there in between successes <laughs> in life. But here's a here's a here's a point. Now one of the one of these is before that, one is after. But, you know, cynicism aside, financial stakes aside, here is from the horse's mouth. Here's from the great bird's yeah. mouth. Yeah. Gene taking the time. He's not being paid to do this. Yeah. Taking time to make a point from the heart. Um, you know, it's the Gene thing. It's the Roddenberry yeah. thing talking to us. Right. Him just writing a letter to the editor, no big deal. And and uh, he cares about this. That, that's, that's you yes. know, it, it still always surprises me when I see a comment about, well, let's keep the politics out of Star Trek. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the the human condition and those political political ramifications of the human condition were important to Gene, and they were important to the work that he did. Art does not exist in a vacuum. He was concerned with, he was writing about the things that were happening around him. And uh, I'm so glad to see something like this. It's very direct. 
uh, about specific things that were happening in that contemporary history. Short, simple, and to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, again, uh, no one's watching. I mean, these might have been published, but yeah. Gene's not doing this really for an audience. It's, uh, yeah. it's him speaking his mind. And and the show that we know came from that same mind. Yeah. John, thanks a lot. I just uh, was intrigued by these two letters. Thank you. Um, and, the, and the current world we live in. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for dropping by. We'll, we'll try to find some lighter okay. for next week. <laughs> the Truck Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. All of our documents and your chance to comment are available at facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Hey, for more great podcasts, check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at larrynimichek.com. Trek well, everybody. Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.